0: Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kit and I love stories. Hello super great kids and how are you? I'm very happy because we're starting a new theme of how and why stories. Have you ever wondered how the stars got into the sky? Or what causes thunder and lightning? Or why rattlesnakes rattle? People all over the world have been asking these questions for hundreds if not thousands of years and we're going to hear some of the imaginative and lively stories that they came up with in answer to those questions. Today's story, told by Kate Corkery, is a Native American how-and-why story from the Cherokee people, which asks how the sun got into the sky and explains why certain animals got to be the way they are. We began our podcast about a year and a half ago with how-and-why stories. I wonder if you can remember some of them? Can you think of any stories which explain how things came to be? Have a little think about that while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. Did you think of some how and why stories? Well, there's why the whale has a sad song, and how the snakes got their poison, and how the stars got into the sky, how the mosquitoes became, and how the rainbow got into the sky. They go on and on. I wonder how many you remembered? Here is this week's How and Why story from the Cherokee people of North America. It's got a spider in it, but it's not a Nancy the trickster spider. It's a wise old grandma spider. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Here's Kate Corkery. Mouth open. Story jump out.
1: Hello everyone.
0: Today I'd love to
1: tell you a story from North America. Long ago, so the story says. One half of the earth was always dark and cold. The animals were fed up of th- 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 shivering and, 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 and falling over and, and b- bumping into each other. One day, woo, wolf called a meeting in a big cave by the stream. I have news, my friends, very exciting news. Gather round and let me tell you what Coyote has told me. He says, on the other side of the world, there's a thing called the sun. It is very bright and hot and it's just what we need to give us light and warmth here. Yes, yes, <laughs> chuckled Coyote, but, but it's guarded by ugly, greedy fire monsters who don't want to share it. And if we are to have some of that sun, one of us will have to find our way over there to the other side of the world and, and, and steal a piece without them noticing. I'll go, said a little voice. Who said that? asked Wolf, looking round the dark cave. It's me, Possum. I'm a good worker. I, I have sharp claws for digging. I'll dig a tunnel all the way to the other side of the world and I'll pick up some sun and I'll bring it back. Without delay, little Possum, with her sharp claws and her big eyes and her fluffy tail, started to dig. Dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and dig, and dig a long, deep tunnel. It took her hours and hours and hours. She was digging and digging and digging and digging and digging. But she didn't stop until she reached the other side of the world. Possum popped her head out of the ground and was almost blinded by the brightness of the sun that was shining down on her. (gasps) Blinking her eyes... She groped her way past the scary guards who had flames coming out of their heads and smoke flaring down their noses and steam hissing from their ears. Little Possum reached out. She grasped a piece of hot sun and she quickly threw it into her long fluffy tail. And then she turned to run back down the tunnel. She ran and ran as fast as she could. But when she was halfway through the tunnel, ow, 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 her tail oh, 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 began to feel very hot, oh, 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 and it started to smell of smoke. Ouch, ouch, ouch! It got hotter and hotter, and smokier and smokier. By the time she reached the cave, her tail was in flames. The other animals quickly threw water on her to put it out. <laughs> Possum was left with a long, bare, skinny tail that she has to this day and the cave was left in darkness. Let me try, said Fox. I'm very clever, and I'm quick, and I'm good at making my way through tunnels. Let me bring back the sun. Fox ran stealthily through the tunnel. He didn't look up. Into the glaring sunlight, he kept his head down. He sneaked past the guards and quickly stuck out his snout and bit off a piece of sun with his sharp teeth. (laughs) Fox had never felt anything so hot in his life. His lips and his nose began to smolder as he ran back as fast as he could through the tunnel and by the time he reached the cave, his mouth was burning. The animals threw water on him and the flames went out. But Fox was left with a charred, black nose and mouth that he has to this day. And the cave went back to darkness. Let me try, said a squawky voice. I'm swifter than possum and fox. I'm buzzard with my wide wings and magnificent feathers and my steely claws. I can fly and bring back the sun in no time. Buzzard, this big bird, took off down the tunnel with a swoop and a whoosh of his wide wings. Buzzard reached the sun. He stretched out both claws and tore off a big piece of it. Straight away, he tossed this burning lump of sun onto his crown of head feathers thinking they'd be thick enough to hold it until he got home. He swooped back down the tunnel. But in no time, his head was smouldering hot, and soon all the colourful feathers burst into flames. When he reached the cave, his whole head was burnt and charred. The animals threw water on him. But by then, he was completely bald. Not one feather left on his head. And he's been bored that way ever since. And the cave remained in darkness. One after the other, animals tried and failed to bring back the sun. Wolf was getting really fed up. Then he heard a tiny voice whisper. Let me try. Who are you, said Wolf. I'm Grandmother Spider. Wolf (laughs) laughed, but you are tiny, and you're frail, and you're old. You cannot do what animals bigger and stronger and braver than you could not manage. I might need a little help to start with, but I am patient and wise, and if you will allow me, I'll find a way to bring the sun. In what way do you want help? I will need the animals to bring some clay and water. I will wet the clay with the water and mold and shape it into a pot. I will also make a lid for the pot, which I will hang around my neck on a strong silk thread. And that's what Grandma Spider did. The animals listened to her humming a tune as she mixed the water with the clay. They heard her moulding the soft clay into the shape of a small pot. Then she left it out to dry until it was hard. Some of the animals were heard giggling and muttering to each other. (laughs) What a waste of time. Grandma Spider is too old and frail to be of any use. But let her amuse herself with making a pot. (laughs) Before anyone was awake next morning, Grandma Spider set off down the tunnel, spinning out long lines of silk thread as she made her way to the other side of the world. She did not blink her eight eyes when she emerged into the land of sun, and she was so tiny the guards did not see her. They didn't notice a thing as she quietly picked a little piece of hot shiny sun and flipped it into the clay pot. She straightway covered the pot with a lid. Then Grandma Spider carried the pot round her neck and calmly made her way back. All the way across the world, down the tunnel, to the cave, where all the disgruntled animals were beginning to give up on her ever returning. Hello, I'm home, whispered a little voice. Oh, Grandma Spider, it's good to know that you've returned safely, said Wolf. But obviously, you failed to bring back the sun, as we are still in darkness. But I did bring the sun. Gather round in a circle, everyone, and see for yourselves. Grandma Spider cautiously lifted the lid off the pot. Out poured a beautiful golden light, and the cave was filled with glowing warmth and colour. The animals, for the first time in their lives, could see each other and could see themselves. They oohed and they and they mooed and they cawed and they cackled and they bleated and they roared and they chattered and they howled and they hissed, (laughs) admiring all the variety of shapes, of sizes, of fur, of skin, of feathers, of paws, of claws they had amongst them. Oh, how beautiful we are, how beautiful we are. (laughs) The sun shone from the pot very brightly indeed, and the cave began to get hotter and hotter. Oh, said Wolf, we mustn't leave the sun in here. It's too powerful. We must share it with all the other creatures on this side of the world. Let's find somewhere for it outside. All the animals helped carry the pot out of the cave. As soon as they tipped it over, the sun rolled out along the ground like a golden ball, which started to grow bigger and bigger, and brighter and brighter, and hotter and hotter. Let's Bounce it up into the sky for everyone to see, said Wolf. One, two, three, whee! The sun went flying up high into the sky, and that's where it has stayed ever since. Grandma Spider didn't make a fuss. She just crept away into a quiet corner of the cave where it was still cool and dark and where she was most comfortable. She continued to spin her thread and make a lovely web at the mouth of the cave. To this day, the shape of her web resembles the sun's rays stretching out across the clear blue sky. Thank you, Grandma Spider, for bringing us the sun. Snip, snap snout. The story is out.
0: Ooh, I never thought of a spider's web looking like the sunshine. Thanks very much to Kate Corkery for that story. And thank you for listening. A special thanks to all our listeners in Auckland in New Zealand. Now... We do love hearing from you, and lots of you have been getting in touch with your pictures and your kind reviews, so it's time for me to dig deep into my bag of happies and say some thank yous. Ready? Let's go. Hello to Josh and Frankie and their mum Hilary, who went to see Kate Corkery telling stories recently at the Irish Cultural Centre in London. Super Great Kids fan Josh presented Kate with pictures of Mrs Rabbit and Molly and the Leprechaun. And a big hello to all the families who went along to support that event on World Storytelling Day. And thanks to five-year-old Eva from Winchendon in Massachusetts who drew a picture of Tianjie and the yellow dress. It's great the way you describe the story, Eva. I think you're a storyteller. Hurrah! And a big thank you to Liam in Ireland for his clever drawing of Nora and the ackee fruit. I loved it. Thanks so much for sharing it with us, Liam. And thank you to Lenora May from Salt Lake City in Utah who sent a lovely picture of how the rainbow became. I love the way your snake is shaking slithers of ice and rain from the clouds to the thirsty earth below. Thank you, Lenora May. And Cohen, who is five, from Seattle in Washington, has sent a fun picture of the Norse story, Loki and the Wall of Asgard. I love your picture of the giant's huge horse, Cohen. And Robbie, who is six, has sent a super great picture of a Nancy and the chest of stories. It's got Jaguar sniffing the spicy ginger drink in the pit. I can see you've listened to the story really well, Robbie. Eight-year-old Bianca from Santa Cruz in California has drawn a self-portrait so I can see what she looks like. Great idea, Bianca. I really like the curly eyelashes and the bright colours. Thanks so much for sharing your picture. And hello to Maddie, who is seven, who sent us a beautiful detailed picture of the three dolls story. Thanks so much for that, Maddie. I love your use of colour and you've got a really good style which is unique to you. And a big thanks to sisters, Kensington, who is eight and a half, and Everly, who is six and a half, from San Jose in California. They both drew very imaginative pictures of the magic orange tree. I wonder if you can sing that song. And thanks to five-year-old Vivian from Minneapolis in Minnesota, who's drawn a great picture of Baba Yaga, the Russian witch. I like the way Baba Yaga is smiling, even though her teeth are a bit scary. I wonder which story you like best, Baba Yaga's Breakfast or Baba Yaga and Vasilisa the Beautiful? And siblings, Claire, who is six, and Emma, who is four, from Connecticut, have sent fabulous and distinctive pictures of the orange tree story. So lovely. Thank you both for sharing them. And thanks to Augustus, who is five, and has sent a picture of Nancy the Spider. Great picture, Augustus. I particularly like his red eyes, which make him look slightly dangerous. I love the way you've coloured his body very energetically, which shows he's got a lot going on inside his head because he's a trickster and he's always scheming. Thank you. And thanks to Delilah Rain and Magnolia Blue from Nederland in Colorado, who each sent a picture of the blind man and the hunter. Your pictures made my heart sing. Just beautiful. Thank you for sharing them. And Kaplan, who is six from Bainbridge Island in Washington State, has also been drawing a picture inspired by the blind man and the hunter. Kaplan has drawn the bird of paradise with all the colours of the rainbow upon it. Kaplan, I love this picture. It's great. Thank you. And Madeline, who is six, has sent a lovely drawing on red paper of Baba Yaga chanting, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, hoo, hoo. Thank you for that, Madeline. And Dahlia, who is four, has sent a very considered, thoughtful picture of how the birds got their colours. Thank you, Dahlia. I love it. And thanks to Lola, who is six, who's drawn not one, not two, but three brilliant pictures. A story map of the three dolls and Molly and the leprechaun and a picture of our story owl. Just brilliant. Thank you, Lola. And File, Willow and Nora, who are five, eight and six, from Richmond in Vermont, have worked together on a picture of how the birds got their colours. I love that it was teamwork. Thank you so much. And a big thanks to Freya from Santa Cruz in California, who sent two stylish and colourful pictures of Blue Lizard Girl and Mrs. Rabbit and the Fox. What a gift you have for drawing, Freya. And last but definitely not least, thanks to five year old Nora from Tennessee, who has sent a beautiful picture of one of my favourite how and why stories Toop's version of How the Whale Got Its Sad Song. I love the way, Nora, that you've drawn the frog and the eagle flying over the sea. Thanks so much for sharing this. More thanks coming next week. I've been posting your pictures on our Facebook page, so if you'd like to see them, go to facebook.com, Super And perhaps the biggest thanks of all goes to you kind people who are helping us to keep going by supporting us on Apple and Patreon and Ko-fi. Thanks very much for your Kofi donations to Maya and Ruby and Lily, Ezra and Elizabeth P and all of you who are donating on Patreon and Apple. And thanks to Patreon subscribers, Rachel and Benny. If you'd like to support us, you can give a one-off payment on Kofi.com. Super Great Kids Stories, Or, to listen ad-free, get bonus stories and early access, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you'll find on our website at supergreatkidstories.com. Another way you could help is to tell your friends about us or give us a review. It's such a boost in our week when we get a little review to read. Thank you. That's it for now. Thank you for listening. Keep telling your stories and singing those songs. Bye for now. Have a good week. This Super Great Kids podcast was produced in Wardour Studios in London.